this morning will be in 1 Peter chapter number 1 and verse number 13 we'll begin reading. The Bible says, Wherefore, gird up your loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end, for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourself according to the former lust in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. And if he call on the Father, who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work, past the time of your sojourning here in fear, for as much as you know that ye are not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifested in these last days for you. We'll pray, Lord. Uh, we ask you, Lord, that you touch us this morning. Lord, touch everyone. Uh, Lord, that will hear this message. Uh, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you uh, uh, clear our minds and clear our hearts, Lord, to receive the Word of God. Lord, we want to thank you this morning for the precious blood, Lord, of your dear Son, Lord, that uh, washed our sins away, Lord, that paid a debt that we could not owe, uh, Lord, uh, a penalty, Lord, that uh, we could not take, uh, but we deserved. And Lord, I ask you, Lord, this morning that you'd get our eyes focused on you, Lord, I'm thankful this morning that you're not in a tomb, but you are resurrected. And Lord, we give you all the praise and glory and honor, Lord, that's due uh, unto your name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. When we begin to look at 1 Peter chapter number 1, in these few verses in which we read, we notice the fundamentals of the gospel message of salvation. Many say today that there's several ways to heaven. There's several ways to redemption. But this morning we can see in the Bible that there is but one way, one truth, and one life. From Genesis to Revelation, it points to one. Jesus said in John fourteen six, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Acts chapter number 4 and verse number 12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus told Nicodemus in John chapter 3, he said, you must be born again. Well, in Acts chapter number 4 and verse number 12, we read, whereby we must be saved. See, this morning we find in First Peter 
the fundamentals of salvation, that salvation uh, is a calling of God on an individual's life. For the Bible tells us in First Peter chapter number 1 and verse number 5, But as he which hath called you, called you with a divine calling. Notice here. But he which hath called you is holy. So be ye holy in all manner of conversation. We flip over this morning to the book of Hebrews chapter number 9. In verse number 15, the Bible says, And for this cause is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. They which are called. We go over to Second Timothy chapter number 1 and verse number 9. The Bible says, Who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. God saved us by grace on purpose for a purpose, which, in Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 9, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. You and I this morning that are saved, we serve, no doubt, a sovereign God, a God that is all-knowing, a God of grace and a God of mercy. However, this morning, salvation does not come cheap, for it costs a very high price. Many say this morning uh, or believe that just because they're saved, they can live any way they want to uh, and just show up on Sunday morning and everything's fine. Well, uh, my friend, salvation's much more, much more than just a, a Sunday morning lifestyle. It is an everyday, uh, 24-7 lifestyle. For we must consider the price that Jesus paid for you and I to be saved. Not only did he call us, not only did he have us in mind when he was on the cross, but uh, the Bible tells us in verse number 18 of 1 Peter, says, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things. Then Peter uses this as silver and Gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers. Conversation, there's a manner of life, uh, a life of sin, a life that was doomed for hell until Jesus Christ came by our way and it we was redeemed redeemed. That word redeemed there means a ransom paid to free someone. You and I was under the bondage of sin. You and I was a slave to sin. 
and we had to be redeemed. We had to be redeemed. A ransom had to be paid to set us free. We see this ransom is not paid with silver or gold. For notice what Peter said. We were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold. It does not matter. All the silver in the world, all the gold in the world combined could not accomplish what Jesus Christ did on the cross of Calvary. Verse 23 of 1 Peter chapter 1 says, Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. I'm thankful faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God uses the word of God to prick man's heart. God uses the word of God to draw a man unto salvation. But we find here, Peter said, we are not redeemed. We are not bought. We are not, uh, our salvation does not come from corruptible things as silver and gold. But in verse number 19, it says, but with the precious blood of Christ, as a lamb without blemish and without spot. Notice here, who was verily, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world. See, Jesus was not plan B or plan C, but he was very plan A, before plan A. He was in the beginning, he is the beginning, and he is the end. Notice here, but with the precious blood of Christ. See, uh, money and silver and gold can do a lot of things this morning. Uh, but it will never be able to free a sinner from the condemnation of sin. It takes the grace and the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ and his shed blood that he shed on the cross of Calvary. And uh, to set a sinner free. Notice here what it says in verse number 18 from your vain conversation. That word vain there means empty. Uh, that conversation means manner of light. See, we are redeemed. Not with silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ. We are redeemed from an empty life of sin. This took more. This took more to redeem us from this vain conversation, this empty life of sin, this empty manner of life. It took more than silver. It took more than gold. It took the precious, the precious blood of Christ. That word there, precious, it is means valuable. See, the blood of Christ, many won't say this this morning, but many of the world don't consider this this morning, but the blood of Jesus Christ is more precious than silver. It is more precious than gold. Notice here, uh, in verse number 7 of 1 Peter, it says that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold. See, the trials that we go through, Peter says they're more precious than gold. They're more valuable than gold. Well, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ is more precious. It's more valuable than gold and silver combined. 
You put their currencies together and the blood of Jesus Christ is more valuable than everything that you and I can think of this morning. So when you and I began to look at the blood of Christ, verse number 19 says, but with the precious blood of Christ, you uh, can go back down memory's lane this morning and look at the life that God brought you out of, brought brought us out of, brought me out of, brought you out of. And some people say, I don't understand. You hear people say, I don't understand what happened to him. He's totally different. I want to tell you, if you're saved this morning, uh, I want to tell you what happened. It was with the precious blood of Christ. The precious blood of Christ made a difference in my life. And if you're saved, it's made a difference in your life. So when we consider this morning the blood of Christ, we notice that Peter says it's precious. It's of much value this morning. Not only do we find that it's precious, but we find that it's perfect. Notice what it said in verse number 19 of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Precious. It is precious blood. It is the perfect blood. It is pure blood that can wash away man's sins. Not only, not only this morning is the blood of Christ precious, not only is it perfect or pure, for it is uh, without blemish and without spot. But we also notice this morning in verse number 20 that it is pleasing to the Father. The precious blood of Christ, the perfect blood of Christ, the pure blood of Christ was pleasing to the Father. Notice here who, in verse 20, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifested. That word manifested means to appear or to be made known in these last times for you. I'm thankful the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ was made known, was made known to me and to you this morning. For if it was not made known, if the Father if the Father would have not made known this blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, His dear Son, to me and to you, you and I would not be saved this morning. You and I would not be saved. For Jesus said, no man can come unto me except the Father, except the Father which sent me drawing, drawing. And I want to tell you this morning, when the Lord, when the Father, when the Father uh, manifested, when the Father manifested these these uh, these last times for you in verse number 20 in other words he made known he appeared to your life the blood of the lord jesus christ and drawn us unto salvation see this morning it is it is the blood of christ that makes the difference you, uh, many, many uh, don't preach much on the blood of Christ. Many don't teach much on the blood of Christ. But I want to tell you, without the blood of Christ, you and I would have no hope. You and I would be lost and on our way to hell. Without the blood of Christ, you and I would not have no Bible uh, worth any count this morning. For you take the blood out of the 
dear Bible, you do not have a Bible. You just have a normal book. The blood is what makes the difference and it still makes the difference today, and it'll make a difference a hundred years uh, from now. And in eternity, the blood will make a difference. When you uh, or I stand before Christ in that last day, it will be the blood that makes the difference. If you've been washed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, you will hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. But if you have standing before him have not been washed in the blood of the dear son of God. I want to say you'll hear depart from me ye that work iniquity. It is the blood of Christ, the blood of Christ that makes a difference in the blood of Christ that can set one free from sin and the bondage of sin this morning. The blood of Christ. Go with me to Hebrews chapter number 10 in verse number Four, it says, for it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. It's not possible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Hebrews chapter number nine in verse number 12 this morning, we read neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by His own blood he entered once into the holy place, having attained eternal redemption, eternal redemption for us. See, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ is of much value because he had to enter not one or not twice or three or every year, but once into the holy place. And in doing that, he has attained eternal, eternal, not just, not just six months and you fall off the mile, not just, not just two years, but it is eternal redemption. If God's done a work in your life, if God's called you, if God's drawed you and God, here it is, if God has saved you, it is an eternal redemption eternal redemption. If you're trusting in what God done on the cross of Calvary rather than what man has done, then 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 it is eternal. It is eternal. You can't lose what God gave you. I can't lose what God gave me. I can't lose the calling of God. I can't lose it for it is an eternal. It is eternal redemption for us. We go to Hebrews chapter 9 and verse number 22. The Bible said, And almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without the shedding of blood is no remission. In other words, no forgiveness. It took the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary, that precious blood, that pure blood, that blood that was pleasing unto the Father to forgive me and to forgive you and to wash our sins away, our past sins, our future sins, and our present sins are washed under the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter number one and verse number seven says, in whom we have redemption, 
through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. See, without the blood of Christ, there would be no peace for man's soul. There would be no promise of salvation. There would be no pardon from from sin. And this morning, without the blood of Christ, there would be no hope for a lost sinner. See, this morning, our family members that are lost, our friends that are lost, our close ones that are lost, there's hope this morning because the blood of Jesus Christ still saves sinners. It has not lost its power, for there's, as the songwriter wrote, there is power in the blood. Wonder, working power in the blood of the Lamb. And this morning, it's still true. The song's still true. The scriptures are still true. There is wonder working power in the blood. The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ can work wonders. So this morning we look without the blood of Christ, without this precious blood, without this pure blood, without this blood that is pleasing to the Father, there would be no peace for the soul of man. There would be no promise of salvation. There would be no pardon from sin. There would be no hope for a lost sinner. And this morning, without the blood of Christ, without the wonder-working blood of Christ, hell would be our home. But can I tell you this morning, there is the blood of Christ. It still works. It still is powerful. And it's still precious. And it's still pure. And it is still pleasing to the Father. And around this time of year, when we approach Resurrection Sunday, it's all because of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and him dying for our sins, buried there in that borrowed tomb. But on that third day, he was resurrected. Now he's ascended into heaven, sitting beside the right hand of the Father, make an intercession for us. This morning, friend, there is hope. For we find here in First Peter, go back to First Peter chapter number one this morning. We look at one last verse in verse 21. Who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead. He's not dead this morning. I don't have to prove it this morning. I don't have to write a thesis this morning to prove God's real. God's already done that for us here in his word, here in his word. By who by him do believe in God that raised him from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. And because of the blood of Christ, this morning, this day, our hope and our faith can be in God. I'm thankful this morning for the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that made a difference in my life and not just my life, but in many others' life all across this globe. His precious blood that washed our sins away. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for another opportunity. Lord, to open the word of God to share your perfect word. Lord, we thank you this morning for the precious word of God. We thank you this morning for the precious blood of Christ, for the pure 
blood of Christ and that blood that is pleasing to the Father. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen.